two things happened on Monday of this week that were tech-related announcements or releases. We got the new NVIDIA GPUs, the 2080, 2080 Ti, 2070 RTX instead of GTX. I love Giga Race. But more importantly, we got a new version of OBS. Now this isn't a huge release. This isn't a huge update. It's nothing too crazy. But if you manage a lot, a lot of sources and scenes, or you just were experiencing some issues with some little stuff, there are some updates. So I'm gonna go through the change note, change log with you, the change notes, release notes, what have you, uh, with you here today. And we're gonna cover some of the updates and what this means going forward. So if you haven't, gotten the new version yourself yet, the updater from going from 21.1 or whatever to version 22 of OBS, the auto updater doesn't work, so you will need to manually re-download the installer and run it real quick. Again, your settings are all preserved. You don't lose any of your actual OBS config by doing this, you just need to actually do it so that your version gets upgraded. But there's actually a fairly long list of changes, but unlike version 20 and 21, these aren't major new features, just a lot of fixes. For example, the browser source, which is technically a plugin, even though it comes built in by default mostly with the OBS installation, it got basically an entire rework. So they've completely redone a lot of the code for it, which adds hardware acceleration on Windows for improved performance, depending on what you're displaying through the web browser plugin. And then it also allows it to be used as a widget to some degree, which I don't actually know what means, but they says basically there's not a use for it now, but there will be more use for it in the future. So I'm assuming something to do with widgets with the browser plugin is coming soon. They've updated the Chromium version and there's just a lot of little fixes there to make that a better experience. But for, if you have a lot of sources, a much, much requested feature of grouping sources is now in the software. So you can select uh, a few of your sources in your scene, right click and say group sources. This is kind of like scene nesting, but instead of having a dedicated scene for it, you just have a group of these sources with like a drop-down triangle that you can then resize and move all at once, which is really, really handy if you're building a lot of overlays and you need to move them all in a specific fashion or resize them all at once and you don't want to lose their relative position to each other. This is super important for that, and so that will help a lot with that and then you can ungroup and regroup as needed with a lot of different ones, and you can actually share the groups between different sources, or between different scenes, rather, uh, kind of like scene nesting, which I covered in my masterclass. So that's pretty cool. What's really cool, people have requested a kind of like adjustment layer kind of source. Well, you don't have that, but you can apply a filter to an entire group at once, which is Pretty cool, that's basically like an adjustment layer, like everything in that group will be affected by the filter all at once, which is handy if you're doing, like I said, some complex stuff with a lot of sources. You can now color code your sources in your source list, which is super handy, again, for organizing a lot of them. I use, like in video editing, I use a lot of colored labels uh, for my different audio and video tracks and editing, and it's super helpful. So a lot of people, if you have like specific sources that you wanna organize and categorize, you can now color label them and stay substantially more organized. Uh, you right click the source itself, go to set color. Uh, by default, it's no color, and then you choose custom color, pick the color that you wanna use, and you're good to go. I, I'm having a little issue actually selecting the actual like preset colors that they have. I always have to hit custom color for some reason, but hopefully they'll clean up that UI element. The mixer can now have a vertical layout mode. So back a couple, 
a couple releases ago, they made the UI modular so where you could move the different panels within the OBS UI around. And a lot of people were complaining that if they wanted to move the mixer somewhere, the horizontal bars shrink and don't give you as much information. So now you can right click the mixer area and check vertical layout and it will make it vertical, which just kind of looks nicer in general. You may prefer it overall, or if you're wanting the mixer off on the side next to your preview or something, you can have vertical audio bars to match that, which is kind of nice. There's some updates to the multi-view. Uh, it can now go up to 24 scenes as once at once if you want to get a super crazy multi-view full-screen mode going. Uh, you can change the audio meter. Oh, right. You can change the audio, audio meter in the mixer to either sample peak or true peak which is all right my original explanation of what true peak versus sample peak is wasn't really correct uh this is a an algorithmic way of determining essentially the loudness of an audio signal and sample peak which is what most software generally use is a way of taking just digital sample points at scheduled intervals you know the the frequency of your audio setup you know 48000 hertz or whatever or 4,800, whatever it is. And that doesn't account for the actual quote-unquote true peaks that would occur in between those samples, which means something that doesn't clip in the sample peaking, you know, it doesn't hit go past zero dBFS in the sample peaking might still clip and go past it for the actual peaks by the time it hits your computer speakers, and that's due to that. So by utilizing true peak leveling on modern hardware which requires more cpu usage to actually calculate based on just essentially super sampling the audio uh, you can get a more accurate representation and it's kind of important for studio work and things like that for 99 percent of obs users out there you want to leave it on sample peak and be fine just monitor your levels but for those super hardcore needing to monitor the exact peaking levels and things like that it was kind of important so i just wanted to add that in there because it was it's a little confusing and I'm struggling to get exact information on why it was implemented, but I'll put a couple links to some articles regarding true peak versus sample peak in the description below. They've added secure RTMP, RTMPS streaming uh, for platforms such as Facebook. You can now use more than one Intel QuickSync encoder at once, which uh, some CPUs support where you could, you know, stream and record with QuickSync at the same time, which is really handy, but you were limited on only one stream in previous OBS versions. Now you can do two or multiple, I guess, depending on, again, what your actual hardware supports. They fixed some cropping stuff. The windowed projectors, where if you like tell it to project your current OBS scene onto another monitor, and some people use that for capture card bypassing like screen tearing and stuff, you, that now saves and loads on startup of the software so that you don't have to enable it every time. That was a big con inconvenience for a long time was you'd have to manually turn that on every time and might not always remember or whatever. It now will save that status and load every time you start up the software. Uh, audio sources in the mixer are now displayed alphabetically. Okay. <laughs> they are reducing GPU usage when the program is idle. So when you're not streaming or recording, it's not gonna make as big of an impact on your GPU load through the preview, which is pretty handy because that's the big limiting factor right now. Like that was the saving grace of OBS was that it used the GPU to composite and render, which allowed it to do a lot of cool fancy stuff. But if you're already using like full tilt GPU load for certain programs or games, it became a problem. So helpful when you're not actually running OBS, but do want it open to run later. <laughs> they, they added a confirmation box 
to say, hey, you don't have any sources added when people go to stream so that they know that they'd be streaming a black screen because this happens a lot. People just want to start up the software and tell it to stream and there's nothing added. So they added a box to let them know. <laughs> and then on laptops, OBS will now manually default use the NVIDIA GPU in a laptop with dual GPUs instead of the Intel one, which was an issue before. Sometimes you had to force it over to use your full NVIDIA GPU instead of the integrated graphics. Now it will do that by default, so that's pretty nice. They fixed the 1000 FPS bug in MKV files. I have complained about this forever. If you record to MKV, the header infomo, infomo? The header infomo. The header information is uh, was always reading that the frame rate of the file was 1000 FPS, which screwed up various things when you tried to mess with it they were finally able to commit a fix that fixes that and the rest are just general bug fixes nothing too crazy lots of memory leak fixes some mac fixes mixer fixes but yeah so this is more of a subtle update just kind of wrapping up some fixes that have been on the to-do list for a while not a full-fledged let's add a bunch of features update but still pretty nice to see the stuff that they're adding. That vertical mixer with the new mixer settings is actually pretty cool. Yeah, so that's OBS 22 in a nutshell for you. Nothing worth doing like full-fledged tutorials on just yet, I don't think. If you do have something you wanna see, comment down below. I do have a couple topics I would like to cover at some point, but you know, I'm, I'm always doing OBS tutorials, but I have a couple I'm hopefully gonna tackle this week or next week with regards to OBS. And overall, yeah, so go check out the download again. You have to manually install it and download it. Link will be in the description below. Just obsproject.com, I think it is. Hit the like button if you enjoyed. Subscribe for more awesome tech education. I'm Eples Fox, here to make tech easier and more fun. I'll see you in the next one.